Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Saudi Arabia has uh, been one of the worst actors for decades. So you got to wonder, why is it now that people are all of a sudden outraged? We're talking about a country that treats women, well, slightly better than garbage. They treat beheadings as a pastime. They'll jail anybody that speaks out against the country and committed the ultimate terror attack on Americans. You would think just those alone would have gotten reaction from the world. But no, it is this journalist's murder that has gotten the world's attention. Today, Justin Trudeau uh, was asked about, you know, canceling the arms deal. He said he would not do that because of the price tag on it. And so what exactly will Canada do? Because the only language Saudi Arabia would understand is money. So do you hit them where it hurts? Let's ask, because what is the proper reaction from Canada? Chris Alexander, of course, former politician, served as uh, uh, ambassador at one point, Minister of Citizenship and Immigration. He joins us now. Good to have you uh, with us, Chris. So where does this whole issue with Saudi Arabia go? Because for for decades, people have ignored uh, the human rights atrocities and all the bad behavior of Saudi Arabia. And now all of a sudden, they care. So what do we do? Well, I think you're right. We, we can't... Um just have a knee-jerk reaction because one issue has bothered us. We do need to look at the, the overall situation. Saudi Arabia is a country that has a serious democratic deficit that has among the worst records in the world of, um, uh, of, of, of mistreating women, in, you know, starting with basic rights that are violated consistently there. And thirdly, as you said, uh, bigger human rights issues, a broader range of human rights problems from uh, their, their adultery and mm-hmm. um, other laws to, to a whole range of things. So I, I think we need to think through uh, what our response should be, be among the leading countries in the world in taking a position of principle, target the people that are responsible for Khashoggi's um, awful ordeal. Uh, and, and and absolutely disgusting demise, uh, and give the Saudis some incentives to do better on freedom of the press, human rights, and particularly women's rights. Uh, we, we cannot go around pretending that countries are our friends and allies when they treat their own people so abysmally. And we haven't even talked about the war in Yemen, which Saudi Arabia really started. I mean, Iran was there. Iran was arguably provoking them. Both countries are in the wrong. But Saudi Arabia has made it much worse and created a human humanitarian catastrophe in this country where there was none before. So uh, all of these issues can't just uh, languish in the dark. They need to be brought out into the open and they deserve a principled response. Well, principled is one thing, but there's also other ways that could, uh, you know, get a response. And that would be one thing is the arms deal. Um, And Trudeau was asked about that, uh, whether his government would, in fact, cancel that arms deal. And he, of course, points back to the Harper government that they can't do that. It would cost a billion dollars. Not that I think that the prime minister is concerned about losing a billion dollars because his track record suggests otherwise. But 
Why can't they cancel that arms deal? Well, they could. Um, and there were there were real issues. I was in government when that difficult decision was taken. But honestly, there are much, uh, much more effective things we can do that should be higher priorities, in my view. Canceling that arms deal basically hurts Canadian workers in London, Ontario, and mm. elsewhere. Uh, those armored personnel carriers will be produced somewhere. Uh, and if it's not us, uh, the benefit goes to some other country. I think that's really the wrong approach. What we should do is back up and look at where the Saudis started getting hot under the collar earlier this summer with us over Raif Badawi, who has mm-hmm. a connection to Canada through his wife, who is, you know, was simply setting up a blog to express some uh, opposition views on politics in Saudi Arabia and is now facing lashes and the death penalty. I personally think we should give him Canadian citizenship, make an issue of this, uh, show that we're not going to knuckle under and fold in the face of a bully who this uh, Mohammed bin Salman has turned out to be. And then we should sanction the people using the Magnitsky Act that we now have on the books in Canada responsible for Khashoggi's death and possibly the ones uh, responsible for Raif Badawi's, the injustices he's facing. Uh, And then far ahead of cancelling the arms deal, I think we should be replacing our Saudi imports with ideally Canadian imports or with imports if we can't build energy fast enough, which under Trudeau we never will, um, replacing our imports with those from countries that have better records on human rights. Right. And so talking about the oil, because to me that would be the, it's difficult, I'm not I'm not kind of being trite here, but that to me would be the automatic that Saudi would actually pay attention to, because that speaks to what they understand, and that's money. So why wouldn't then Mr. Trudeau be saying, okay, look, uh, it might not be the popular choice with our base, however, in the bigger picture here, um, and it, it would play well, I think, in the bigger picture... We say yes to Energy East. We get the oil moving, and therefore they've sent Saudi a, a message, and they've helped Canadians by keeping, you know, the oil within our own country, and we're doing the proper and ethical thing. He, he um, a, a Canadian prime minister should do that. That would be in the national interest. That would um, help our economy, help national unity, reduce our dependence on other countries, it, it would be the right thing to do. But I guarantee to you, Alex, uh, Justin Trudeau will never do this. He, he is, one way or the other, uh, pursuing an anti-pipeline, anti-energy, Canadian energy, uh, anti-oil sands policy. And uh, there is no chance, in my view, that he will take that decision. If you want that kind of policy, which is the right move for Canada, we need Andrew Scheer. Well, yes. And I mean, people will look at you and say, well, of course you're going to say that because you're a conservative. Um, You know, but the bottom... I'm a conservative because of issues like this, because uh, it's not right to have prime ministers like Pierre Trudeau and Justin Trudeau who turn the full force of their office against an entire sector and an entire region of the country and leave us a major energy exporter selling our oil for the lowest price in the world 
to only one customer and unable to sell the oil to ourselves in our largest provinces in the east of the country. It is absolutely absurd and it's got to stop. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. That's for sure. I mean, to me, it's the easiest and, 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 you know, the message to send. But the bottom line is, um, I think they're only going to hear from the United States. That's the only government that they will probably listen to. And and the president, um, Trump, who I understand is now getting somewhat irritated by this thing, even he has been wishy-washy in his response. So what do you get the sense that the American response will be to Saudi Arabia? And would and would the Canadian government be working with Mr. Trump in a response? We should try to work with them, always on issues like this. I think one way of um, making common cause with the United States on this issue would be to say, we're not just going to sanction Saudi Arabia because they are... Uh, out of line on Khashoggi and a few other things, we're going to sanction the two biggest sources of instability in the region, which are Saudi Arabia and Iran. Mm -hmm. Iran with its proxy wars, Iran with its support for terrorists, including Hamas. Uh, That's something Trump has already done. That would make uh, the move to sanction Saudi Arabia to some extent more palatable, uh, above and beyond the sanctions we already have against certain entities in Iran. And that's the right thing to do. You know, I think the United States, not just under Trump, under successive presidents, has a blind spot with regard to Saudi Arabia. Uh, He went there as his first trip abroad, not to Canada, not to the UK, not to Mexico, to Saudi Arabia, because he somehow feels there's a bond there that is exceptional. Uh, I think there are a lot of contradictions in U.S. policy, and we're not going to change U.S. policy single-handedly, but we can... uh, put forward modestly uh, and forcefully a more consistent policy that will make its own friends over time. And I think that has to involve consequences for the people that are killing journalists in their own diplomatic presence, uh, premises. They should not be treated uh, as normal international leaders. They should be facing the kind of sanction that we, uh, the Magnitsky Act was designed to uh, bring about. We're, it's been used with regard to Russia. We have a lot of sanctions. Uh, against Russians for their illegal occupation, annexation of parts of Ukraine. Uh, This is, these sorts of moves by Mohammed bin Salman and the Crown Prince go in the same direction. We should use some of the same tools. While trying to preserve a relationship that obviously uh, has potential when the country uh, doesn't do absurd things like we've seen in the last few weeks. Or more absurd things. I've got about 30 seconds left. How do you, how do you foresee this thing coming uh, about? How do you see this thing ending? I, I think the U.S. will not do anything dramatic. Uh, I fear that Mohammed bin Salman and his entourage will get off more or less scot-free mm-hmm. and that people will try to go back to normal. Uh, and that just means another generation of journalists, not just in Saudi Arabia and and dissidents and opposition politicians will have to fear for their lives. And not just in Saudi Arabia. Keep in mind, there are maybe a dozen countries out there in the world now that are killing people they don't like, not just at home, but wherever they want. All right. Well, we'll keep watching. I appreciate your insight so much. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. It's a pleasure. Chris Alexander uh, joining us tonight. Terry Glavin's going to join us tomorrow night. He has written a stellar piece for McLean's magazine on the players in this and takes you really through um, this whole thing, the players of the the Saudi crown prince and who he really is. Because don't forget, he's a darling in the media world. On point, this is Global News Radio.